0: Hi, hey, it's Rob Mulher. This will be a very quick but important video on wealth and money and being rich. I don't think that most people really understand the true benefit of being wealthy. Uh, of course, there's a lot of uh, societal judgment and stereotyping about being rich and the wealthy. But there's one thing that makes a huge difference in your life when you have money, uh, and I know because I've been skint and I've been rich. Uh, and uh, a lot of people say that money doesn't make you happy. <laughs> I say bollocks. I've been skinned and I've been rich. Uh, and there's no doubt that having money, all other things equal, has made me happier, has made me more fulfilled, has made me more productive, has made me more useful to society. Now, I'm not saying that money in and of itself is the route to happiness. I think we all know that's not the case. But if we're doing an accurate split test, All things being equal, more money or less money, I would challenge that even the most hippie or even the most anti-capitalist people would have to agree that their their, their life would be more fulfilling with money. But some of the benefits that people who want to be more wealthy see are things like you can have experiences. So a lot of people say, well, money isn't about material items. It's about experiences. And, of course, I would uh, agree with that to some degree. I would also say that many uh, material items can give you great experiences, nice cars, um, nice um, record players if you love vinyl like I do, um, a really nice camera if you're a videographer. You know, These material items can give you actually great emotional benefit. So material can be experiential and even spiritual if you go to like a well-made Patek Philippe or something like that. And that's great. Um, But actually, it's not the main thing, I believe, that is the benefit of um, having wealth and money. Uh, And it is this. When people are skint, they make very bad emotional business and strategic decisions because they're desperate. So people get emotionally volatile when they don't have money. They have massive fear around paying the bills. They have huge guilt. They have this doomsday scenario that everything's going to cave in. And if you imagine yourself in that position where you're feeling so oppressed with all the debt that you've got, you, you feel like, what am I going to do for the end of the month to pay the mortgage and put food on the table? If you put yourself in that position where you may be feeling actually quite desperate, What are you going to be susceptible to? You're going to be susceptible to schemes, to scams, not doing joint ventures and deals properly, maybe selling stuff that isn't really a great product or service behind it because you're desperate to put some money in the bank. Now, there's nothing wrong with selling your way out of a hole, but a lack of money creates more emotional volatility. Uh, and you will therefore chase schemes and scams. You will spread yourself really thin. You will probably, you know, try and look at every shiny penny opportunity out there with no real direction or focus. Desperation is quite unattractive to potential partners, employers, etc. So you'll make bad strategic decisions. You'll be too emotional. Now, when you have layers of wealth, layers of capital behind you, uh, you have more emotional balance. You can therefore make strategic decisions, not emotional ones. You can make long-term decisions, not short-term decisions. So for example, for four years, I've said no to all ads on my podcast because I didn't need the money. Uh, And I had a lot of opportunities to run ads for really good money with maybe companies that either weren't aligned or products that weren't relevant. I remember hearing a podcast, and it's a podcast I really enjoy, and it's a business podcast, and the guy was running ads for mattresses on it, and it just really made me doubt a lot of credibility about him. Why does he need to run ads on mattresses if he's a supposed really successful business, businessman and entrepreneur? And that may not have been the case. It was just you know, what I thought, and I'm, I've always been proud, um, and um, I suppose on brand that I've never had to run an ad Because I need the money and therefore I've made a good strategic and not an emotional decision. Now, I'm actually looking at doing um, a sort of a partnership or a collaboration and therefore run some small ads on my podcast. Uh, Blinkist is a company that's approached me and they do 15 minute versions of all good books. Um, And for me, that's a great service. So I can actually decide to align with a brand and run some ads and have a commercial element because it's the right thing to do and not because I need the money. And had I not turned down other ones before, I might not have had the space to have those guys in. Um, When the recession kicks in, if and when it does, well, we know it will. It's just when. Um, And when business gets hard for companies and and they struggle and prices drop. If you have cash, you can go and buy a load of assets. If you have no cash, you'll miss out on depressed asset prices, i.e. bargains. Uh, And then when there's a recession and you don't have cash, you're going to have to make some really tough, emotional decisions like letting go of staff or reducing marketing spend or um, you know maybe not spending the money on the brand and the advertising and the outsourcers and the VAs that you have. And that would be an emotionally volatile decision, because if you had the cash to burn through, you'd probably keep those assets in place. So the greatest benefit that most people don't know that I I know I'm laboring the point. I could have done this in two minutes, but we're at six minutes already. But it's so important is Save cash, hoard capital, don't overspend, make sure that you have enough assets, cash, savings and protection so that you can make smart, non-volatile, non-emotional decisions. Now, um, I've, I've been told, I've seen from credible sources that um, when we have an emotional reaction to something, uh, we get this like uh, trigger, this flooding of chemicals in our body. And it lasts about 90 seconds. And in those 90 seconds, that's often when we make volatile, rash, emotional decisions that we probably wouldn't make when that 90 seconds had subsided. And I reckon a lot of people are messing up their finances in those 90 seconds, you know, being pitched and going, oh, yeah, I'll go for it, even though it looks a bit too good to be true. Or, you know, on the other side, reacting emotionally to um, decisions and people and stepping out or reacting or fighting or um, getting aggressive or writing that email, you know, you probably wouldn't have written if you'd have taken a few minutes out. So capital, wealth, riches, they help you make long term decisions, not short term ones. They help you make the right choices of the new business models and the new assets and how many uh, streams to juggle and how many plates to spin. If you don't need the money, you're not going to take on a new stream or a new strategy, unless it's right. And you're going to take your time to do the diligence and do the research and, and make sure that the heads of terms and the contracts are good because you don't need the money. You're not going to sell yourself out. You're not going to sell yourself short. You're not going to get a job that is not worth what you're worth being paid for just because you need the money. And that I believe, is the greatest gift, the greatest virtue and the greatest benefit of being wealthy. So if more people committed to wealth instead of disowning it or assuming that all people who are rich screw people over uh, and actually learned about money. And just like you might learn about personal development or business or whatever subject you're interested in. If you commit to being a lifelong student of money, uh, everyone on the planet is going to make better emotional and financial decisions and more long term and less short term. I mean, if you imagine prime ministers um, or presidents, if they had a 20 or 30 year term, they could make some long term decisions that might be for the benefit of the country. Because most of them know they may have a two year, a four year, maybe at best term. They have to make short term decisions which benefit their self-interest in the moment and don't benefit the long term interests of the country. And that's the greatest benefit of wealth is the, the major long term strategies that you can play. Um, You know, uh, Mark and I have a 50 year plan for Progressive, one of our companies. It's relatively generic at the moment, but at least we're thinking that long term uh, because we don't need to have to think about putting money in the bank today. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this useful. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, it's on the money podcast. Please, would you share this with people that, you know, I rarely ask people to share my work, um, but I just don't think there's enough information about money out there. Uh, My personal vision is to help as many people on the planet become uh, more financially educated, uh, become more wealthy, uh, to learn more, do more, have more and give more. Um, And especially underprivileged people, younger entrepreneurs who maybe haven't had some of the chances yet that older gits like us have had. And if you're watching this on a live anywhere, please, would you also share this live? Um, Because I think that there's so many people that could do much better, but they're making flippant, emotional, rash short-term, schemy, scammy, opportunity, naive, um, delusional decisions because they're desperate for money. And the irony is many of those people who are desperate for, for money hate people who've got money. So we need to kind of clear up that paradox. So thanks for tuning in. Please share whenever you can. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.